We are back for another episode of Love It There. If you are not watching on YouTube, Hallie is literally waving a checkered flag in honor Woo. of everything we're going to talk about today. So so recently, I took a little weekend trip to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you're probably thinking, why did you go to Tulsa, Oklahoma? <laughs> no, we do not have any family that lives there. Nope. But I happened to meet a friend when I was studying abroad this summer who goes to University of Tulsa, and I was trying to find a time that I could go and visit her because I literally hadn't seen her since end of July, and it just so happens that our brother, our older brother, who has always raced cars, like growing up, he's always raced cars. He does like pretty much one race a year now, and it's this big race out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I planned a little trip out there so I could not only see him race, but also visit my friend. And it was so fun. I was texting Kelsey while I was there and I was like, this is so crazy. This is bringing back so many memories from our childhood, from like the countless weekends <laughs> we spent at racetracks. And it had been so long since I had been back. And then when I was like at a race again, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so nostalgic. We had originally planned to do a different city for this week's episode, but I was like, wait, it could be kind of fun to do Tulsa for this week. Hallie can talk about her experience while she was there because she did like normal, like she went to the downtown and her friend yeah. showed her around. So we'll talk about that. We'll get to that. But we were like, then it'd be fun to like reminisce on all of our memories from like the racetrack because we have a lot. But so we know, trust us, we know a lot of people listening will probably never go to Tulsa ever in their lifetime. <laughs> but part of the purpose of this podcast is to celebrate every type of city big, small, top tourist destination, little local town. So that's what we're doing here. We're showing you what Tulsa has to offer. And we're excited. It's going to be a good one. So even if you're not into racing, Oklahoma, or anything in between, stick around because I promise you'll get a laugh out of some of these stories that we're going to share. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Well, without further ado, we hope you guys enjoy today's episode on... Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, Kels, do you want to get us started on some of our favorite racetrack memories from childhood? <laughs> I'm like already laughing. I'm just like looking at our outline and just like seeing the things we have listed. Gosh, I hope you guys find it funny and it's not just me and Hallie laughing, but oh well. Well, first, I feel like we need to set the scene just yes. so you guys can, like, get a good picture. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening oh, yeah. that have never been to, like, a they have no car idea what race. About. They're thinking NASCAR. They're thinking Formula One. This is no, not no. Formula One. Not I even close. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, our brother got his first race car when he was six years old and he was like kind of on the older end these types of cars that you can race they're called quarter midgets that he started with you can start practicing when you are four years old so these are literally toddlers, toddlers that are out driving race cars on a little track it's just like that in and of itself creates so many funny situations. I mean, they're just little children out here <laughs> bopping around the racetrack. So the cars are like little... They're kind of like go-karts. Yeah. So 
that kind of size. Exactly. And we grew up, the racetrack that Dylan would always go to was at our Indiana State Fairgrounds. So that already, just picture the state fairgrounds. There's horses, there's, I don't know, there's just like We're talking farm, we're talking country, we're talking the type of crowd that you would expect to see at the state fair, you know? Exactly. We're thinking lots of jorts, lots of... Oh, yes. um, The transition sunglasses... Oh, transition. <laughs> that is like so spot on. I, I was not thinking that, but like that's perfect. Yeah. So, okay. Do you picture that? Can you picture that? All right. So this is the type. I mean, we were at the racetrack. It felt like every weekend. I don't know if it was every weekend, but I mean, and Dylan started this when he was six years old. Hallie wasn't even born yet. So I was literally, we have pictures of me at the racetrack when I'm like a newborn. Like I'm yeah. in the like toddler little like playpen. The like pack and, and, and play. Like, yeah, like the pack and play. I'm in the pack and play at the racetrack. Okay. Yeah. She was just toted along to that. And, you know, that's where we grew up. Hallie literally grew up going to racetrack, going to the racetrack every weekend since birth yes and okay to also give you an idea of the type of people that are at these racetracks or just like the environment there so there's this one race that dylan does out or that he did it was in maryland okay so we were one year at this race and it's you know, outdoor, you're spending the whole weekend outdoor. Basically people have RVs that they go into to like eat their lunch or whatever, but you're, you're outdoor at the track the whole time. And Hallie is a little baby at this point and I'm, you know, seven years old. Dylan is racing. Dad is in the pits with him. We're, or we're like waiting for Dylan's race to come up or whatever. Cause it's a long day in between races. So me and mom are playing a little card game while we're waiting for Dylan to race. Hallie's in the little pack and play next to us. This boy in jean overalls with nothing underneath, he's maybe five years old. He comes up to me and mom, wanders over to me and mom. And he looks over at Hallie in the little pack and play. And this boy is filthy. He's just (laughs) covered in dirt, okay? Like, you would expect a pig that had just rolled around in mud. We're talking so dirty. Five-year-old boy, barely clothed in overalls, covered in dirt, no parental supervision anywhere in sight, just wandering around this racetrack and like stumbles up to mom and Kelsey and then baby me in the playpen. And he kept bugging me and mom. We're just trying to play our card game, okay? And he, he kept asking us. He would point at Hallie and go, in this little southern accent, what's him's name? <laughs> and mom would get <laughs> mom would get so annoyed. She'd be like, she's a girl and her name is Hallie. And the little boy would go, but what's him's name? And he would just keep asking it. And he would keep coming over to us like every other hour and just like bug us and be like, what card game are you playing? And he's like so dirty. And mom's literally like, please stay away. First of all, my 
child is a girl. Second of all, get out of here. Where are your parents? What are no you parents? Doing? Literally. Okay. And so now that wasn't necessarily normal. I mean, it's pretty normal for the kids to be dirty and you're running around, whatever. But at this particular race, they announced at the end of the weekend, they're like, I forgot giving, about this. They're giving out awards. I don't even remember what any of the other awards were. It's probably like best driver, most improved, like, yeah. you know, stuff like that, like for the racers. Yes. But then the last award that they give out is literally <laughs> dirtiest boy. <laughs> and this kid won an award. They made that up. They just were like, they this kid's so dirty. We have to. To acknowledge it and They're celebrate like, it somehow. Whose boy this is, where he came from, but he has been talking to everyone all weekend. They're like, you know who he is. <laughs> dirt They're boy like, in dirtiest, the overalls. Dirtiest boy award goes to Dirt Boy. <laughs> oh my gosh, we still talk about this. I literally texted our brother and I was like, Dylan, we're gonna do Tulsa for our next podcast episode. Like, I'm so excited for all the like track memories and he was like oh you guys better talk about dirt boy like it's like known in our family we just yeah it's like an inside so joke we we talk about dirt boy wonder yeah, where dirt boy's so, at these days yeah oh my he's like gosh mid-20s by now oh yeah hope for sure hope he's learned some hygiene techniques since stage five <laughs> yeah wonder if he oh still has gosh. his dirtiest boy award yeah his little Printout certificate. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That, oh, if that so doesn't funny. set the scene for you, I don't know what would. Yeah, that is pretty perfect. Not all of the boys were detestable in that way. Hallie, we pretty did much... have some. We did have some racetrack crushes. That is for sure. Hallie pretty much wanted to marry all of Dylan's friends that raced because. Again, she was here at this racetrack every weekend surrounded by boys that were older than her. And so she was like, I'm going to marry Wes Mac. I'm going to marry. <laughs> Did I have a crush? There was a guy named Wes Mac that was Dylan's friend, but I don't ever remember having a crush on him. Oh, you definitely at one point told me you were going to marry him. Okay. I'm also like four. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. Saying definitely. This. So yeah. and these I'm like, people are like 10 years older than her. So. <laughs> Yeah, but, but the main the main ones, okay, there are Dylan was friends with these two twin boys, the Courtney twins. Okay. Oh, yes. Another household name for us. <laughs> the Courtney twins. Okay, let me just like describe to you who they were. Just keep in mind, okay, there's such thing as track hot. They might not be your they Standard. were the cutest boys that could be found at the Indiana State Fairgrounds quarter midget track, okay? And they were a league above everybody else. Oh, yes. They had, like, the classic Justin Bieber, like, long oh, yeah. blonde, blonde hair with, like, hair. the sides, so, side, like, bangs across their face. And there was like, two of them, so it was just cool. And they're okay. identical twins. Like, yes. So their and names were are good. Taylor and Tyler. And Shout out if you're listening. <laughs> if you ever hear about this, um, this is embarrassing, but Kelsey and I did have really big crushes on you guys. Yeah, it's all good. 
I don't know what they even look like now, but Me they were at the race this weekend and I texted Kelsey because their names like kept coming on the intercom. <laughs> they were like, Tyler, Courtney, whatever. And I like texted Kelsey. I was like, OMG, just got butterflies because I heard Tyler Courtney's name. <laughs> <laughs> No, because I actually like totally forgot about them. I'm not gonna lie. And then yeah. I heard the name and I was like, oh my God, my first ever crush. Oh, they <laughs> He's were so in the cool. building. <laughs> they were so cool. We definitely have like pictures of them somewhere. Like some Dylan definitely has some like old pictures. Oh yeah. With the we'll Corby have to twits. dig those out so you guys can see. And I need to be reminded. I'm probably gonna see a picture of them and be like, that's okay. I guess that's what the best that Minnie Indy could give us at the Drake. Well, they were track. like yeah, what, they were like 12. Yeah. With this like big long hair. like. But I literally, so I, as the younger sister, you know, I wanted to be cool. I wanted to hang out with Dylan and all his friends at the racetrack. And more than that, I wanted the Courtney boys to talk to me and pay attention to me as more than just Dylan's younger sister. So one day I told mom, we're like watching Dylan race. And I'm like, mom, I want to race. I want my own car. <laughs> And she was literally like, are you serious right now? And of course, I didn't tell her. Yes. But the only reason is because I want the Courtney voice to pay attention to me. I was like, yes, I want to do it. She was like, okay, like we can talk to your dad about it. Literally nothing ever happened after that. I think she knew I was delirious. And also, I think I realized like, okay, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> Not going to work. And I don't want to race. So I don't think I ever knew that you would have. No offense, you would have been like probably the worst race car driver. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think it could be good. I just feel like you're, especially when you were little, you were like so timid. Okay. But I was a little gymnast at that point. I was strong. Oh, yeah. Actually, I guess I was like a soccer player at that point. But all right. Thanks for that. <laughs> Hallie also, I feel like growing up at the track, like shaped her personality as a toddler. Like we have so many pictures of her, like in the back of like a wagon with a ba backwards <laughs> baseball cap on, like as just like a little toddler, like, or like there were lifting up like, her shirt and oh like flashing people <laughs> as like a there, little kid. <laughs> there is a picture of me at like four years old at the racetrack, which is like, so fitting because especially if you've ever been to like the Indy 500 like there are like <laughs> grown women who do that. yep yep and so I'm like she's ahead of the curve I'm four at the racetrack I have these like sunglasses on and I'm like lifting my top up and just like <laughs> just like smiling like <laughs> I mean the best time I'll have to see if I can find that but definitely did shape my personality being a racetrack kid because I feel like there's just like no rules. Like it's literally a free for all. It's like mm -hmm. the re most redneck of redneck environment that you could be in. And yeah. so there's just no standards. At one of the races, this was like later on, I think Dylan had graduated up from quarter midgets and he maybe was doing just like regular midgets at this point. But Hallie was and like the mid midget is the name of the car. Just yeah. to clarify, yeah. they're called That's like midgets the type of car he races now. So quarter yeah. midget is just like a smaller size car. So, but it was at one of the like later years. So Hallie was a little bit older, but she's down 
in front I'm of like the stands. Probably nine or eight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like not I'm not like older, like high school. Okay. Right, right, I'm right. still like a very she's not young a toddler. Kid. Yeah. She's down at the bottom of the stands. I don't even know why she started doing this. And she starts singing up to the crowd as they're like <laughs> trying to watch the race. But she starts singing. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me? (laughs) She's like nine. (laughs) And and it's literally all these like old men, these old like racetrack weird men that are in the stands. And I'm like strutting down the bleachers, like singing and dancing to all of them. But the thing is, it's like that was just out of pure boredom. Like we would spend (laughs) 12 hour days at these racetracks. And it's like just me and Kelsey are like literally the only young girls in the vicinity with nothing to do. And so I'm like, well, I got to provide some entertainment to someone. It definitely I think that's just like where I realize that I like don't really have social anxiety because (laughs) there I just like did not care what anybody thought of me because I'm like it's just racetrack people like I'm never gonna see any of these people again so I would just like do stupid things because I knew like there would be no consequences yeah and yeah that's where it began I remember doing that like a lot like I would or I would like target like random people and like walk (laughs) up to them (laughs) And like sing and dance. Oh yeah, you like point at them specifically. <laughs> yeah, and be say, like, yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I literally ate like, <laughs> and mom was literally just watching this happen. She's in the she's stands, like, like wow. Yeah, that's she's my daughter. like, as long as you're entertained, that's all right. <laughs> she's like, yeah, if they're entertaining themselves, then I like don't have to, to bother with it. So. <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, no complaints. You know, we had great, great memories at the racetrack. Like, I remember we literally spent Christmas in the RV one time because we were driving down to a race deal in Haddon, Florida, and we, like, opened all our presents in the RV. Like, it was literally in, like, a Walmart parking lot because it was, like, on our way down to this race. So classy. We hadn't even gotten there. We just parked the RV, and (laughs) all our presents were being opened, and it was just so fun. I don't know. Like... I feel like if it's coming across as us like complaining about the amount of time we spent at the track or like I know we're kind of like teasing it but it's very important to our brother and I'm like super happy to have like grown up with this cool unique experience oh yeah that we yeah had. it's just like so funny too because we like come from this like very nice suburban area and then it's just like this like little hidden part of our lives that like <laughs> most people don't know about. But it's like where we're from is like so cute and like nice little suburb. But we have this like little secret like trashy racetrack side to us <laughs> that, that only a few will get to see. It humbles us. It keeps us grounded for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll get into that when we'll talk about. So ha- we're going to transition to Hallie kind of talking about like Tulsa, like the main stuff in the city that she did with her friend. And then we're going to kind of end it out with some stories from the race that Hallie went to this weekend in Tulsa, which is called the Chili Bowl. So which is just like such a good name for it. Yeah, I don't know the history behind the name, but there's probably no meaning. (laughs) 
someone just thought of it. The chili bowl. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. So now that you have kind of this in your head, hopefully the stories that we tell at the end will kind of make sense. Okay. So I'll go ahead and get into just like general Tulsa information. I was only there for a few days and it was during the this like huge cold front. I don't know. I'm sure people are listening from all over, but when we're recording this, there's like a huge cold front all over the country right now. And so when I was in Tulsa, it was like negative five degrees or something like the whole time. So that severely limited the amount of activity that we could do. Yeah. But actually, the first day I was there, it was like sunny and 60. So it was amazing. Oh, great. I didn't know. Um, So the first day I got a little tour of the University of Tulsa because that's where my friend goes. And she took me like all around. And the one thing I would say, like, if you are in Tulsa, even if you have like no connection to the university, the library there is so pretty. And it's on like this little hill. And you can see the Tulsa skyline, like in the distance. And it faces west. And so my friend was like, this is the best place you can go to watch a sunset. And they get really good sunsets there. Oh, I love that. So that would be such a fun little spot next time you're in Tulsa yeah next time you're (laughs) driving through the area you should stop by um but we also went to downtown Tulsa which is only like five minutes away from the university so it was super convenient there was this one restaurant we went to called Roosevelt's that was decked out in Christmas decor so I don't know when they take it down but it was yeah still I was gonna up. say is it it's not year-round it's just like they no. still had it up okay no I think they probably will take it down soon yeah but it was like insane I'll like post pictures of it but literally every single square inch of it was like had some type of Christmas decoration on it and it was really cute we also went to this super trendy little Mexican restaurant called Noche and it was like wow. a little like bar restaurant had the best chicken fajitas of my life it was amazing and then we went to this rooftop bar called sidecar this was where it got interesting (laughs) so the whole town is like literally deserted because like i said this night it was like actually in the negative degrees it was like negative 10 or something so it was so miserably cold like nobody wants to leave their house wait is downtown tulsa where like the students go out or is yeah. there, like, enough stuff, like, on the campus that they don't go no. downtown? Okay. There's, like, nothing around the campus. But it but was it's still, like, basically winter break, right, when you were there. So right. there wasn't even a lot of students or anything. Right. But okay. this place, Sidecar, was, like, a very young crowd. Like, it was all okay. mostly, like, people in their 20s. Um, But we walk in, and it's, like, a little rooftop, but, like... It was all enclosed because it was so cold. But in the summer, it's like open and stuff. But it was popping. I was like shocked at how many people were there. The first like we, me and my friends sit down and we're like getting drinks at the bar like ourselves. We got like one and we're just sitting there talking. And then these like this group of guys that comes and sit next to us. And they're like probably in their 30s. I don't know. And they're like kind of weird. But they start (laughs) talking to us and they're like, oh, like, do you want drinks? Like, whatever, like, we're getting around. Like, do you guys want some? And we're like, I mean, yeah, sure. We're not going to turn down a free drink. Exactly. (laughs) They pull out, like, wads of $100 bills and just, like, start paying the bartenders. And we're like, me and my friend are looking at each other. We're like, uh, this is really weird. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And the one guy comes up to me and he's like, or, yeah, he's like, oh, my friend over here, like, he's a really good singer. Like, you should talk to him. 
So I'm like, oh, I heard you're a good singer. Like, whatever. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, I won the Vietnamese Idol. So, like, American American Idol, Idol. but in Vietnam. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then he starts singing I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Like, in the middle of the bar. Unprompted. Oh, no. Just starts singing it in the middle of the bar. And, like, but Loki, it's so good. (laughs) What? But we're, like, we didn't know what to do because he's just, like, singing. And me and my friend are, like, oh, okay, we're singing now. That's cool. (laughs) But then he, like, is like doing all these like runs and riffs and is like actually killing it and i'm like okay wait this is kind of cool <laughs> like, are other people sure at the bar on. like staring it's like they these this group of guys is like a pretty big group so we're all just like standing in like a corner and so okay. like nobody else can really hear it but like, okay okay i don't know it was so funny oh also i had a porn star martini have you ever had that uh no I know it, nothing about that. I'd heard of them before, but I never had one. I don't know exactly what's in it. I know there's pineapple juice in it, but it was so good. A porn star martini. I've yeah. never heard of this. I want to look it up right now. I think it's just vodka and pineapple I'm scared to Google this. Porn star martini. Else. Okay. Passion fruit flavored cocktail made with vanilla flavored vodka. Pasoya passion fruit juice and lime juice oh so not pineapple juice just passion fruit juice i don't think i would like it i don't really like tropical flavored stuff it was really good but do you yeah, like regular my... martinis no Actually, it is I traditionally accompanied by one. a chilled shot shot glass of prosecco did you get that no i did not interesting well now i feel like i've been yeah cheated. you've been cheated the traditional porn star martini experience but if you're looking for a new fun drink to try, you should try it. It was pretty good. That'll get some eyeballs if you order. Porn star martini, please. <laughs> yeah. I'd heard of it before, though. It's not like it's some, um, like, like, I feel like most people, actually, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway. Listeners, comment, weigh in. Have you heard of porn star martini before? Let us know if I'm just an outdated millennial or. <laughs> and I don't know if I'd ever order it again, but it was a fun little tropical drink to try but then there are these two girls that walk up and my friend was like oh my gosh I know this girl what like one of the two girls that walked in and she had like never talked to her in her life but it's like it was one of those people that she had followed on Instagram for years and like had never actually had a conversation with her but they like both followed each other on instagram for some reason right and so they like got to talking and they were like oh my gosh this is crazy like that we just like ran into each other whatever and the girl that she's with is her friend that is actually from brazil and so i get to talking to them and they were like talking about how they were just in nashville and i was like oh my gosh why were you in nashville and they were like oh we were there for new year's eve and i was like Oh my gosh, what bar were you at? And they were like, oh, we were at Jason Aldean's. And I oh was like, gosh. Helen oh my gosh, how was at Jason Aldean's I was for at New Year's Jason Eve? Aldean's. <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, like that would have been so crazy. Like, what if we saw each other? And then I was like, I didn't say this, but I was like, well, you definitely wouldn't have seen me because I wasn't even there after midnight. So <laughs> we definitely missed I each other. Didn't last long. <laughs> they were like, wasn't it the best night ever? Like the ball drop was so fun. I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, it was so great. Like I You're like it. I was in an Uber when that happened. Yeah. Tending to my friend. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't 
listen to our New Year's Eve recap episode, you need to go back and listen because it was it was a wild New Year's Eve. Yeah. To say not the what least, you would and expect. not in a good way. <laughs> but yeah, so that was just like funny little coincidence. But then another thing I thought was funny is that we like got waters as we were leaving. And the girl that was from Brazil was like, oh, like how much do we need to pay? And I was like, girl, water's free here. <laughs> You're like, in America, honey. Twisted. You were in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, like everywhere else you go, like in Europe and I guess Brazil too. I wouldn't know because I've never been. But yeah. like you have to pay for water and it's the most annoying thing ever because like shouldn't that be your human right to like have water? I don't know. Yeah. And that's why people just drink alcohol in other countries because they're like, well, if I'm paying for a drink, I might as well make it an alcohol drink. Yeah, well, I like either that or I drank like so much more soda when mm. I was in Europe than I I never drink soda here. But yeah. I'm like, I feel so dumb literally paying for a bottle of water. Like I might as well get something like different I'm a water girl through and through. I'll pay for that water. Yeah. But then, okay, another person that we ran into at the bar that my friend also knew somehow, I think he went to University of Tulsa too, but he was from Ecuador. I'm like, why are there wow. so many like fun and uh, diverse people here? Yeah. We got Vietnam, melting we got pot Brazil, of America. we got Ecuador. Yeah, Tulsa, <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma, the melting pot. <laughs> so I'm talking to this guy from Ecuador and he's like telling me how he's been to 11 countries this year. And I'm like, no this, way. This, this year, year, like, like well, 20, 2023. Okay. I was yeah. like, not 2023. 13 days in. In the past, like, 12 months. <laughs> okay. So I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Like, asking what countries he's been to. And then I was like, which one was your favorite? Like, which one do you recommend the most? He was like, hands down, Portugal. And I was okay. like, okay. that is so interesting. Wouldn't have, like, picked that out of yeah. all the countries he listed off. But I feel like I've been hearing that so much lately. No, like, I feel so like, many people are going to Portugal. Yeah, it's so trendy on social on Instagram. I feel like to go to Portugal, yeah. I've seen so much on it. So I asked him like why it was his favorite, and he was like, "Everything is so cheap there. Like you can have such a fun experience for such little money." And he told me this. I don't know if I can believe this or not, but he said that he got a multi-course meal for six American dollars. I mean, I could believe that because when we went to Budapest, which I know that's like so different than Portugal, but like you truly could get so much like nice food for dollars. So that's insane. I bet you could find a place like that in Portugal if it's similar. Yeah. And maybe he was going to like smaller towns, like probably right. not anywhere super right. touristy. You could get stuff that cheap. But yeah, he was like, it was so great. Like how expensive of an experience we had but like spent so little money right okay so add it to the list to, yeah i was gonna say go to Portugal. To it, even though i'm not gonna be probably going on any fun trips soon but you can kelsey you can <laughs> add it to your list my list is long of all these places i want to go to we'll see when i get to them but the last place we went to was called the three tequilas okay it's like your standard Mexican restaurant on a college campus that like you can get into when you're underage you know okay. every college campus has one Tulsa's is called the three tequilas okay so we go into this little Mexican restaurant and every single table has these like people that are eating there they all have these giant margaritas like the biggest margaritas I've ever seen and I'm like is this like the standard size <laughs> and 
my friend's like, yeah, like this is what everyone gets. And it's called the big mama. Oh, love that. <laughs> so we get the big mama margarita <laughs> and we like share one because there's no like it's so it was so large. There's like four straws that they give you. Oh, my gosh. Like, want so many people to drink it. But yeah, so that was so fun. I have a picture that I can put on Instagram of our big mama margarita. Love it. Okay, so that kind of covers like food, bar experience in Tulsa. Another really cool place I went to, though, is called The Gathering Place. And it's basically this giant outdoor park. It's over 100 acres. My friend told me that they spent more money to build it than they spent on building Central Park. And she told me this before we got there. And I was like, there's no way. Like, I don't even know what to picture. But we get to this park and it is actually so amazing. Granted, we went there on the day that it was like so cold. So the amount that we walked around was pretty minimal. But it was so cool. We got to like drive around a little bit. Basically, this park has playgrounds, gardens, trails, picnic spots. There's a whole man-made lake with free kayaking. There's like splash pads, sports courts, a whole like skate park BMX thing. Yeah, okay. And everything is free. So there's no no like paid entry or anything. It's all just like open for the public. There's over 13 miles of sidewalk. So if you want like a walking path or running path, it's huge. Nice. Yeah. And I looked it up to like fact check and it said they received a gift of $465 million to build this park, which is the largest private gift to a community park in U.S. history. So like bigger than any type of funding for Central Park. Who's gifting $465 million? That's yeah, my question. Yeah, for a park in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm like, it was like random, but it's so cool. And this playground, I was like, I wish I was eight when I went because (laughs) I was like, I was trying to get on this playground. It was (laughs) so cool. If you're in the area, definitely go there. Honestly, like even if you're not in the Tulsa area, but like, I don't know, it would be like worth a drive to go and check it out, especially in the summer. Like you could spend days at this place. It was so cool. I love a good park that can really truly, I mean, cause like New York city, I was like, I cannot do this. I could never live here ever. And then I went yeah. to central park and that made it livable, which is the idea of these like right. big parks in these metropolitan ar- areas. But yeah, oh, I love a good park. Little yeah, me too. Summertime picnic, read my book, hammock. Yeah. Dreamy. No, it was so cool when we were there when it was, like, the most miserable day ever. So I can't even imagine what right. it looks like when, like, everything's green and, like, the flowers are blooming and, yeah. Oh, okay. So fun. Now we're going to get into the Chili Bowl content. Are you ready? We I don't know if you ready. are. I'm ready because I haven't even heard. Okay, you guys. So I, like, Hallie and I, well, shoot, we were both, like, so busy this weekend. So we didn't really even get to touch base about anything. I've never been to Chili Bowl this has always been like a Dylan and our dad thing. And so Hallie got to experience it for the first time. I have well, no it's idea. Not really, it's not really the best place for females. <laughs> I felt a little preyed upon when I was oh, there. Oh, gosh. But it was very entertaining, to say the least. So for context, if you don't like, if you're not super familiar with racing, 
The chili bowl <laughs> most is... Most people are not. Yeah. I'm sure most of you guys are like, literally, what the heck is the chili yes. bowl? This sounds so <laughs> scary. It kind of is. I'm going to be honest. It has nothing but to do with the food you eat. There's like no chili bowl there. of chili. There's <laughs> nothing to do with that. I don't... Yeah. I don't even know if chili was sold. I, I don't know. <laughs> but it's in this like state fairgrounds it's called the expo center so it's this huge like building that in the summer it's where like their state fair is held and they build a dirt track in it so it's they just pile a bunch of dirt in this building and make it into a racetrack and the fans pile in over <laughs> 10,000 people are at this race okay oh my gosh. so it's like kind of it's like a big deal. it's big time yeah if you like if you know racing you've definitely heard of the chili bowl this like, is like it, the super bowl of the racing world of like not, dirt again racing. yeah not this is not formula one this is not nascar <laughs> this is midget racing but it's like the super bowl of that yeah so our brother has raced at this i think it was his like 11th or 12th year going to this so his first time he was 17 or maybe just turned 18 and this year, he just turned 30, and he's, like, raced at this race every single year. So for our family, this is, like, a big deal. Like, we get excited every year that he's going to this race. And so I was, like, really excited to get to check it out because, like, our dad and our brother talk about it all the time. I'm like, okay, let me see for myself. What's the hype about this chili bowl? Like, <laughs> I honestly went in with such low expectations because it's, like, like we said, we grew up going to these races None of them were ever that exciting or entertaining. And so that's kind of like what my expectation was going into this. But I was like, whatever, it'll just be great to spend time with the fam, like whatever. I get to this track and it is like your normal, Kelsey, your normal race experience, but like on steroids. Okay. okay. So the characters that you normally see at the racetracks multiply by like 500. They're everywhere. Okay, the people watching, phenomenal. I hope you got some good photos and videos. I did my best. There was like, I was trying not to be creepy, but there was this, <laughs> there was this one boy. He was like probably 10 or like 12. I don't know. He's like walking around with his dad and this boy is wearing this hoodie that says, I heart hot race moms. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is like the epitome of a racetrack outfit. That yes. is too good. Yes. The, his <laughs> father was so proud walking around with his son and that such. Oh, my gosh. The dad probably had a matching one. He just wasn't wearing it. <laughs> oh, probably. He had to keep it low key, you know. You're right. Yeah. So those are like the type of people. We got a couple dirt boys running around. We got a couple <laughs> boys in the I Heart Hot Race Mom sweatshirts. Just to set the scene for you. The race goes from Monday through Saturday. So Monday through Friday are like the qualifying races to see what race you get put in on Saturday, which is like the main event. So Monday through Friday, pretty low key. Saturday, all hell breaks loose. Big it's time. crazy. Big time. Yeah. So this is where like the people watching was so good on Saturday. So the main race, like the A main is what it's called, is Saturday night. And I was already so entertained by the people and like the sights. I was just sitting there observing all day. So entertained. It was great. The A main comes along and 
they come out of the woodwork. It gets so interesting. The people just like start showing up. There's like men in these weird, colorful costumes with matching cowboy hats. I'm like, what is happening? My gosh. Then all of a sudden, they start throw like these men in costumes start like throwing out things to everyone in the crowd. So it starts with Mardi Gras beads. Okay. Okay. So they, you like throw your hands up and these men just like are tossing Mardi Gras beads at you. And like, I thought it would end after like 10 minutes. This went on for hours. Okay. Oh my gosh. People are decked out in Mardi Gras (laughs) beads. Like so many. I don't know where they bought all of these, how they got them all in. Like it was insane. So it starts with Mardi Gras beads. Then there's a man that starts walking through each section with this giant sign that says, hey, like H-E-Y, like, hey. Okay. He goes around, just hey. Okay. All right. He goes around to each section and raises it up and everybody yells, hey, (laughs) and raises up the sign. And that's literally it. And he goes around to each section and you just hear, hey, hey, (laughs) in each section. And then he throws out beer koozies. Okay, so fitting. Oh, right. Yep. So we got the Mardi Gras beads and we got Hey Guy with the beer koozies. Okay. okay. Then this guy walks around with a bucket. Different guy. We got okay. another guy with this giant bucket that starts walking around through the crowd. Guess what he throws out? I have literally no idea. It could be anything. Could be anything. Well, it was Slim Jims. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Such a man's world. It's such a racetrack world. Like, this yeah. is just the epitome of dirt track racing. Like, it just, <laughs> Slim like, gyms. it was so funny, but I'm like, no, this makes so much sense. Right. Like, it right. was so fitting. So, yeah, I got a couple free Slim Jims, caught them from the Bucket Man. And then the Bucket Man, like, went away for a while. And then he came back. And instead of Slim Jims, he had those gummy Krabby Patties. Oh, and he just my gosh. throwing those up. Like, I'm telling you, it's the most random. Wait, I have not remembered those gummy Krabby Patties in probably over 10, 15 years. But no, that's what I mean. Like, nobody eats those anymore. Like, oh, why I did... loved those. No, those they're like, like, they're so good. They're so like, good. <laughs> who, I, how do you think to bring I didn't those even know they in sold Slim Jims? I wonder how old those were. Did you <laughs> eat one? No, I didn't. But... <laughs> They've probably had those just in the back room for like years. They're like, all right, chili bowl time again. Get the gummy yep. crabby patties right, out. Right. They collect the, all the unopened ones from the stands after yeah. and just put them back in the bucket. Recycle for Save next them for next year. year. <laughs> exactly. So all these like random things are being thrown around. I'm like, this is so entertaining, but like so wild, weird, whatever. I get up to like go to the bathroom because I thought like everything was kind of dying down, getting ready for the race to start. And I'm walking down the stands, go to the bathroom, and people start handing me mini rubber ducks. Like, what? Rubber duckies, but they're, like, so small. And people are just like, here, here, here. And I get, like, three rubber ducks. And I'm like, what is happening? This is yeah, what- so random. <laughs> what so are you actually weird. supposed to do with those? No, I have no idea. It was <laughs> so, like... Everybody was just handing out random things. And I was like, is this supposed to make sense? Like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm actually confused about the rubber ducks. No, Wait, did me you too. ask dad about the rubber ducks? Did he know? 
He was like, oh, no, this is just like every year. This is just what happens. Just people give out random things. Yeah. He was like, every year the men in the costume show up and they just like start throwing random things to the crowd. <laughs> I'm All like, right. chili All right, bowl. it's just the chili bowl, I guess. <laughs> it's just how it goes. And then, okay, this part was actually cool. Before the race started, they started handing everybody glow sticks and confetti cannons. Oh my gosh, it's a big party. It was a big party. So everybody's got glow sticks. They like turn down the lights and like get ready to go. They seriously have hundreds of confetti cannons. So like every single person has one. And when like the race starts, everybody shot them off and I got like a cool video of it. And it was actually like so fun. Oh, that's so cool. I was like, dang, Chili Bowl's kind of fun. Like, this is great. (laughs) Hallie's going to make it her yearly tradition now to go out to Chili Bowl, even if Dylan's not racing. <laughs> I'll get every, I'll get the squad back together. Like, yeah. I got to reunite with all the friends I made there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Okay, so then when the race starts, is everybody just, like, wild and, like, cheering still? Or then yeah. do people get, like, so serious and they're like, oh, okay. Oh, no. Just, no, it's like, okay. it's like a big the party. Like, yeah. I mean, by this point, it's, like, 10 p.m. We got there at, like... 9 45 in the morning so like right. i've been there for over 12 hours at this point and like the way most people get through the entire day is by drinking so yeah. by 10 p.m almost every single person in those stands are like plastered yeah right right and so they're not focused they're not taking it seriously they're just there to have a good time oh my god so they got their slim gyms in one hand right they got their confetti cannon in the other hand <laughs> and they're ready to go they got their beer drinking out of a straw in the middle. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad you got to experience that. And I got to be in the same vicinity as Tyler Courtney again. So <laughs> flutters in the heart. Did you yes. talk to him? No, I never got to see him. <laughs> he was like doing really well in the race. I was going to say he, he was, was definitely busy racing, busy being a star <sighs> as he should. Where was the other twin? The other twin was probably there in the stands. No, the other twin was there. He doesn't race, but he like owns a bunch of cars. Okay. So he was like there being in charge. I don't really know. Well, Just the Courtney brothers doing what the Courtney <laughs> brothers do. Slaying. Oh my gosh. It's hilarious. No, it actually was a blast from the past though. Like it was so nostalgic. Yeah. No. And that's what like kind of wanted to dedicate this episode to our brother Dylan because we love you and we're grateful for all these memories. We're proud of you for everything that you've done in your racing world because he really only races like once a year now and he can usually still like hang up there with the best of them that race like full time. So he's awesome. We're proud of you, Dill. Yes, so proud and also so thankful that like we've had this part of our lives because like we said earlier, it has like shaped us so much and exposed us to like so many different types of people so many different types of experiences that like most people never get to have and like yeah not the most like glamorous weekends were spent (laughs) at the racetrack but also like some of our fondest memories were also at the racetrack so we'll always hold a special place in our heart for sure and like we kind of said at the beginning you know I know Tulsa is not like a big touristy destination we're not expecting you guys all to like run and book your flights to Tulsa after <laughs> hearing this episode but or like to the, make buy your tickets for the chili bowl next right. year but the point is just to showcase like each city has something that makes it unique and makes it special and it's worth celebrating it doesn't mean it's worth 
planning a vacation there. But it's just cool to see like most of you listening probably had no idea that this sort of thing even existed in the whole world, let alone like, yeah, this is like big time in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I don't know. It's just cool. And more and more, I know most of our podcast episodes so far have been kind of like big time touristy destinations, but we are going to try to start like sprinkling in little episodes like this that just kind of showcase a random city that we've been to that's just like awesome with its, in its own, own little unique quirks way. And yes. yeah. Because that's like, I don't know, it's just like, that's part of the reason why we love travel and we love experiencing all these different things because it'd be boring. I mean, honestly, it'd be boring if you just do like European city, European city, European city. I don't know. It's like, you stop being surprised a little bit. Yeah. It puts things into perspective when you go to different destinations that aren't what you would expect or aren't what you're used to being around. And it honestly was so fun. Like all my roommates were like, what the heck were you doing in Oklahoma? Like, why did you go? And I'm like, no, guys, it was actually so fun. Like it was such an unexpected little like fun trip. And it's like anytime you get to get out of town and go somewhere new and like get a change of scenery, it's so refreshing, whether oh, yeah. it's some glamorous vacation or you're just like going to spend time with family and friends. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely is like what we want to celebrate on this podcast is just that like every town big or small everything has something to offer and something that makes it special so all right well I think that's all we got for you guys today so if you've hung around this long thank you you know what to do give us a follow subscribe rate and review on apple Podcasts. we would love you forever don't forget to follow us on instagram at love it there pod Stay tuned for next week. I actually don't know what we're doing for our next week's episode. So follow on Instagram so you can get the um, sneak peek and you can leave your questions for whatever city we end up doing. Perfect. All right. We hope you guys all have a good week. And if you're somewhere where it's freezing like it is here, please stay warm. And we will see you next Thursday. Bye.